Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Diversity in Fellowship. We are glad that you have joined with us this week. Uh, This week we are talking about education and indoctrination. Yes. Uh, And what we mean by that is there's been recently in the news of some state uh, legislatures, that's easy for you to say, Kenny. Legislatures. There you go. uh, Are passing laws to essentially penalize schools who are teaching the 1619 Project and then really just any other curriculums that are kind of critical of American history um, uh, or, or really, you know, just critical of things that have happened, you know, in the past in our country. And they're like, we don't we don't want schools teaching these things. We don't want um, we don't want that to be taught in our schools. We need to pass policies. We need to uh, make make sure that that schools are not teaching that. That's what, you know, the whole uh, penalization thing. Yeah. And so. What we want to kind of do today, obviously, some of that is is beyond uh, is beyond us, or at least I'll I'll speak for myself, brother. It's beyond <laughs> my knowledge and beyond. We're not that smart. We ain't that smart. But <laughs> what we do want to do is is just kind of is just kind of ask this question about education and diversity, right? What what do we want to be te- what do we what do we want to be happening in our schools? And so I do think it would be helpful to begin with kind of the question of what is the 1619 project that seems to be um, causing all the problems. So, so can you give us a little bit of a history on that? Yes, the 1619 project is kind of the the center of a lot of these uh, legislations that are coming out of state legislatures. But I mean, there's other curriculum out there that's um, causing a lot of the stir as well. But the 1619 project. Uh, was a a project that was put out by the New York Times in 2019 to mark the 400-year anniversary of the first slaves arriving in America. And so the goal of the 1619 Project was to place the the beginning of America to 1619 and not Mm. necessarily to like the Revolutionary War colonial period. Yes, and so it it gives a a we don't more get, thorough. We don't want to get you. We don't want to get you started on Columbus, right? We don't. So we're not going to do that. We don't want to get you, Kenny. If you haven't heard the episode <laughs> on Columbus, go back. You can listen to that. Probably yeah. need to do that before. Anyway, yeah, uh, you, you might want to do that. I yeah. interrupted you. So you <laughs> you were helping us. They they were helping us see when America started. Those things. Go ahead. Yeah. So now let me calm down because he said Columbus. Columbus Shoot. is my trigger word. I know. My bad. But yeah, so the 1619 Project is trying to place American history um, at this date instead of the colonial period, and it gives a a more thorough um, picture of slavery and some of the consequences of slavery, like civil war, um, civil rights movement, things like that. And so a lot of people don't don't didn't want that to happen that more thorough history of of slavery. And so the 1619 Project actually came out with curriculum. The Pulitzer um, Foundation came out with curriculum that a lot of schools are are accessing and using to, to teach students a, a more 
uh, well-rounded view of slavery than than what has historically been taught in schools. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of schools are, are eating it up and are teaching it. And so this is the response that has come from a lot of our representatives and our state governments. Okay. So, so the question is, um, what should schools be teaching our kids about diversity and the issues that surround diversity in our nation? What would you say, brother, to that? Well, I think, and I, you know, w- you know, whether or not you agree with everything that all the conclusions and all the um, what what the sixteen nineteen project is doing, I do want there to be an honest history of slavery in America. Yes. And what I mean by that is not just, okay, yeah, we had, there was slavery and then we had a civil war and then North won and that was the end of slavery and, you know, any We're questions. Good. Right. Uh, I, I think it obviously needs to go beyond that. It needs to, not not just beyond like this, like we need to understand what slavery was, that the, the um, just how terrible of an institution it was, um, just how awful the experience was, how ugly it was. I mean, we need to we need to understand those things. You know, yeah. I'm not saying you got to teach your second graders that, but you know, a person who is educated in our public school system from K through 18, or, you know, K through 12, right? What school um, you go to that well, goes to 18? Five years old to 18 years old. That's, <laughs> your master's I, I got, degree. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got I got confused on my right. Numbers. So. Um, so yeah, I, I think I just want to make sure that an honest history is being told, and yeah. so it needs to include right things like I mean, let's be honest about what really did happen in the Civil War. Yes, who had to fight and what 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 went on there. Uh, be honest about Reconstruction, uh, the positives and the negatives. You know, right. Um, be be honest about uh, Jim Crow. Be honest about the Civil Rights Movement. Yes, I mean all of those things need to be there. Um, right. And and to be honest, or, or at least in my experience, I felt like a lot of those things were whitewashed when they were taught to me. Yeah. And and really, the only reason why I know that now is because of conversations I've had with you. Yeah. Right? I thought I, I thought Columbus was great. You know? Yes. I mean, <laughs> you just trying to trigger me all episode. I'm just trying to get right? you really mad. Yeah. Right? But but there needs to be some, you know, I want there to be some honesty you know, right. about the kind of the. Well, really, just honesty about, hey, here are some really negative, hard things that happened in American history. Yes. Let's be honest about that. Right. Let's let's be honest about how Native Americans were treated. Amen. I mean that that needs to be there. Um, yes. And I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that. Um. I, well, we're going to come back and, and more and talk about. Um. You know, it's not going to necessarily be holistic. Like, it's not going to be everything that needs to be said about those things. Yes. But there, but we at least need to be honest about the facts. You know, I mean, this is what happened. I mean, this is what this looked like. So, so what would you add to that? I mean, obviously, you know, honesty about our history, I think, is 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 critical. Absolutely. Um, definitely need to be honest about it and and just include it. I mean, that was part of the problems with with True. me growing up is that it just wasn't even included. You mm-hmm. just didn't even mention it at all. Uh, but one thing that I think should be also included in, in what we're teaching about diversity is just like our civic duties, like things that make our society good. Right. Yeah. And so we being in a democratic republic where we have the right to vote, we, yeah. we should teach our kids, you know, the importance of voting, the mm-hmm. the consequences of, of voting or not voting, yeah. uh, being informed voters. Um, being participants in our right. democracy yeah. um, and how to do that and how to do that well. 
Yeah. Um, one other thing is um, justice um, to some extent, right? We want, yeah. we want to qualify that to some extent. Well, we all have a, a sense of right and wrong. I and mean, Romans mm-hmm. 2 tells us that, right? right. God mm-hmm. has, um, in our conscience, right, he has given us a, a certain extent, a, a certain portion of his law, mm-hmm. even if we don't have it written down. So we all have some sense of, of what's right and wrong, what's what's fair and unfair, uh, some sense of equality, equity, all those things. Mm-hmm. And so as those things are are um, right or wrong, uh, mm-hmm. according to the word of God, we, we would like the schools to to teach our kids those things, right? right? And to be able to to recognize those things in society at large. Yeah. I mean, would you agree, like, like that was the aim of the founding fathers in the in the Constitution. Oh yeah, at least to some degree. Yes. Now let's just be honest and say that that aim was not realized. Yes. Right. I mean, like the the, the fact that all men are going to be treated equal in our country. Like we just have to be honest and say that hasn't been the case. Right. Um, it it's a great ideal. Yes. And it should be pursued, and that and I think that's what we want. You know, we want to say, okay, here's here, let's learn from the mistakes. Let's learn how. There's been just gross mistreatment in the past so that we don't make those mistakes in the future. Right. And yeah. so that we can try to, you know, try to at least have policies that are better. So I, I think that's um, I think that's I think that's important. Yeah. So, I mean, our, our kids should be able to see the disconnect between we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and then be able to look at the history of America and say, there was something wrong in yeah. that you said this mm-hmm. and you didn't actually hold to it. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like your founding documents say these very words in the beginning of what, <laughs> what you're writing down. Mm-hmm. This is very important to what you say you're going to found this country on, but you didn't, you didn't actually live up to it. So right. we, we want, we, we should want our kids to be able to be that discerning, and and to have that implanted in them in their education to where mm-hmm. they can say that's justice that's not just yeah 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 all what, right what else what else would you add to that brother yeah i would say that i i believe is important it was important for me to be exposed to different viewpoints and um to be challenged by your own viewpoint right mm-hmm. Yeah. So that you won't just be holding on to to what you um, to your own point of view and that other people can speak into it. So I, I think it's, it's good for um, teachers and schools to allow space for students to interact with the, each other in a safe space mm-hmm. that they can can hear what other people believe and they can um kind of measure what they believe based upon what others others believe about right. uh, diversity issues and about how to fix some of the diversity issues that that we have in the nation um, I think that's that's really really important um, for our students to be exposed to it and not and not just learn in a vacuum right yeah not just uh, <laughs> this is what I believe kind of have tunnel vision I'm not gonna look and, and try to mm. um, understand where other people stand on different issues. I think to add to that, I, I think um, I don't want to turn this into a, you know, should we homeschool or should we Christian, you know, should we private Christian school? I mean, that kind of thing. It might be another episode. Maybe. Yes. That, we might need to do that. <laughs> but, but I, but I do think, I mean, I think one thing that, um, 
just generally, I would say there are strengths and weaknesses to every approach yeah. you know, to trying to educate your children. And so there, there's always going to be strengths. There's going to be weaknesses. You have to, the key is, you know, trying to be aware of, okay, what are the weaknesses? And, you know, if I'm going to send my kid to the public school, what are the weaknesses there? If I'm going to homeschool my kid, what, what's the weaknesses there? What, you know, what's the strengths? What the, you know, and just try to try to help with that. But I think one of the strengths of kind of the public school setting is that that diversity in viewpoint, you yeah. Know, that d- diversity, ex- exposing them to, um, you know, kind of different different ways of thinking, different thoughts. I'm I'm not sure I'm comfortable with my kid turning 18, heading off to college, being in a pro- being in an atheist professor's yeah. class, and that being the first time they've been exposed to evolution or right. the first time they've been exposed to whatever it is, you know, whatever the, yeah. whatever the issue is. And so, and I'm not saying that like, again, I'm not saying that Christian schools can't do a good job of, of teaching that and preparing for that or that homeschool, you know, homeschool uh, uh, can't do that, but, but it's more challenging there yeah. than it's, than it's going to be. It's going to be a little bit more difficult there. Um, and so I know I've just made probably a whole bunch of people mad. I'm not trying to make anybody mad <laughs> about their schooling choice. Yes. All, all I'm saying is, is I do think there is, um, there is an opportunity at the public school level to at least be able to have those conversations with people who are different. And hopefully, and this is probably maybe wishful thinking on my part, but but hopefully learn how to engage, learn how to debate, learn how to talk. Yeah. Without ending up with a fight behind the school buses, you know that later that afternoon. Um, right. Although, again, wishful thinking maybe, but <laughs> but you know your hope is is that your kids learn how to be Christians in a hostile world. Yeah. Because it is hostile, you know. Yes. And um and so you have to, you know, sometimes that can that can be helpful. I think along along those lines. Well, yeah. Part of part of our you know responsibilities as parents is to um like first peter three fifteen, our kids to mm-hmm. make sure they are prepared to always give an answer for the hope that they have right, right? Mm-hmm. and so if we if we're not preparing them for that by exposing them to different viewpoints right mm-hmm. they, they need to always have that answer for for the hope that they have right and i think as they are exposed to different viewpoints we can we can help train them in in doing so to right. always have that answer sure yeah yeah and that comes along with risk right I right mean, you're, you're gonna they're gonna be opening up to they're gonna be taught different viewpoints right yes. and so they you know but i think like you said you don't want them off to college where they're no longer within your right like the the, mm-hmm. the safety and right be able know. to have a conversation with them about it yeah right um what else? What else? What else? Or something? Maybe what else should we? What else would you hope that our schools are teaching, kind of along these diversity? Yeah, issues? yeah. So I think we we talked about this in the Columbus Day whitewashing of history type mm-hmm. um, episode, but it's important that we that schools teach our kids when it comes to diversity, uh, the contributions of different ethnic groups. Yeah. Um, I remember just being in school, just hearing about like MLK and George Washington Carver and mm-hmm. just a handful of others maybe here and there. Right. And so what what failing to do that does, it does give people who all they see is slavery and civil rights and and, and you know, the struggle, it gives mm-hmm. them a victim mentality. Right. And so when you when you show them that there are individuals who who did have the struggle, but they were able to overcome and do great things mm. that I don't have to be a victim. 
yeah, that good. I can too today, even though there may be struggles that I have that I, I still too can overcome. Mm. And so as schools um, teach about the achievements of different ethnic groups, it's showing uh, each and every kid that, hey, despite everything that we may have gone through, I can overcome. Yeah. But if you don't do that, then it's a good chance that they may end up with some sort of victim mentality. Right. Yeah. No, that's good. So, brother, um, with that in mind, this is what we want the schools to be teaching our kids in regards to diversity. Now, what should the church do about this? How should the church supplement what they're being, what kids are being taught in school, or how should they correct what school, what um, kids are being taught in school? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think we have to understand again the weakness of kind of public school choice, right? This is as a as a you know, as a father who I have both my both my sons in the public school system, like I under I have to understand that there's a weakness. There's some weaknesses to that, right? Yes. And some of the one of the weaknesses is that they're they're obviously they're going to teach theories, solutions, ideas that are unbiblical, right? That are yes. not true. And so there are going to be times where I'm I'm going to have to correct that, right? There, yes. The public school's answer to the origin of the universe is probably not going to be Genesis 1 and 2. No. I mean that's not that's not going to be what they're going to point to, you know. No. And they're going to point to a million, you know, millions of years or what word do you want to say, right? Evolution, kind of all these types of things. And and, and so Big I'm, Bang. Big Bang, you know, yeah. all all the theories. And so I, I'm going to have to come along beside my sons and try to say, okay, here, let's think through this. Let's talk about this. How, you know, what what does the Bible say about the origin of the, you know, all that. Uh, you could you could add all kinds of different issues there, like um, the truth about sexuality. I mean, yeah, especially today where uh, there's a lot of confusion. Um, yes, and there's definitely a lot of confusion even within like what should be taught, what shouldn't be taught. Uh, you know, in the public school system, and so I, I'm obviously going to have to come alongside my boys and say, okay, let's think through this, let's look at this, let's consider this. Yeah. Um, so I think that's. I think that's I think that's good. I mean, one of the, one of the examples of that, as far as when it applies to um, kind of uh, ethnic issues or um, uh, diversity issues, is that that really public policy is not going to be a final solution, right, for racism, yeah, in our country, you know, yes, um, and and you don't want to put false hopes in that. If we get it right, if we get it right in our voting. Right. Racism will go away. Yes. Like no, right? Um if we get if we avoid all these mistakes in the past, we will be able to develop a truly 100% just government. Yeah. Not going to happen, right? Not gonna I happen. mean the and so again, you you have to kind of come along beside and say, "Yes, there there are there are good um good policies, there are yeah. good solutions. We should fight for justice." That's yeah. right. I mean, we should do those things, but but they're not an ultimate Right solution. What's maybe an example of a good policy? You know, I mean, we look at it and we say that's a good policy. Yeah. But then we kind of look at how it kind of played out, and we see like, yeah, but there were still some problems. Not an ultimate. Yeah, solution. yeah. So um, we think about segregation, and segregation was evil. We can say, yeah, that's that was evil. But then we look at Brown versus Board education, and we're like, yeah, that solved all the problems. Brown right. versus Board integration. We're no longer going to have this evil of segregation. But 
when, when we look at integration, if we think that that policy solved all the issues of racism, and, 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 and guess what? This is what people point to a lot of times when they when they deny mm-hmm. whether there's still issues That's now. Right. We've dealt right? with that. Mm-hmm. We, we dealt with that. We had integration. We had Civil Rights Act and things of that nature. But when you look at integration, like how were schools and different things integrated? Well, a lot of the times, and I know this, I mean, I know this from our hometown and other places that I that I talk to black people about is that a lot of times they did not take the black teachers and when they integrated the schools. Right. And so now you have black professionals who can't find a job in their hometowns Gotta and move. they have to leave mm-hmm. their communities. And as they leave their communities, they're taking expertise and they're taking um, mm-hmm. role models yeah. away from right. kids um and and so these communities end up hurt, being hurt by the very policy that was supposed to right. help them right? right and so we have to be really careful when we think about our policies whether it's integration affirmative action mm-hmm. uh, civil rights act all these things if we start to think about those as the final solutions right then the church has to come along and say no 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 right um we live in a fallen world. Mm. Right? Even though these policies may be good in, in some respects, mm. and, and they may have some, some true benefits in, yeah. in other respects, then they will never solve the problem of ethnic unity. Those problems are, are ethnic justice. Those mm. problems are not solved in anyone else. Yeah. but Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. And when he returns, he will make all things new and there will be no more no more sin or any mm-hmm. other of those those negative things that come from um the evil within each and every one of us. Yeah. And I, I think it's so important for us to help our kids make that gospel connection. Yes. That that ultimately help them to see kind of the um, the failure of worldly solutions, right? Not that they're all bad or not that they're all, but like they, they're not going to be able to ultimately solve the greatest problem that we have, which is our sin against a holy God. Yes. The only solution, the only solution that's ultimately going to be able to deal with that is relationship with Christ. Right. Then also be able to say, okay, and how does our relationship with Christ help us come into these other problems and come yes. into these other things and help us to inform, help inform us. Um, because it's not as if it's like a, you know, we want to be careful. Well, I would just, you know, I would just need the gospel. And so forget policy and forget. No, that's no, not it. No, no, we want to, we want to, uh, um, then once we understand our, our uh, fellowship with Christ and, and our um, relationship with him and the forgiveness that we have through him, then begin to say, okay, how do we as citizens of heaven, how do we, as citizens of the kingdom of God, how do we faithfully live as citizens of America and faithfully yes. execute, you know, um, these these good things, these uh, right, uh, up, upstanding things um, in our citizenship in this country? So I, I think that's I think that's important. What what else would you add, maybe, on this kind of errors that we need to be cautious about, maybe correct? Yeah. So you know, as schools are teaching things like the sixteen nineteen project, or even being honest about. Uh, some of the warts in American history, we, we want to make sure that our kids don't get the perception that all white people are evil because they mistreated, you know, black people, they mistreated Native mm-hmm. Americans, they mistreated Chinese immigrants, things like that. We don't want them to get the perception that all white people are evil. 
mm. and that there's some sort of superiority in minority groups because they didn't mistreat right. other people. Right. And, and I see this um, this pendulum kind of swinging to where we are going to value minorities over the majority culture. Mm. And we're going to value their voices. We're going to value their opinions more than um, right. the majority culture. And what I would say is, is that, that, that that's an error in the wrong direction. You, you, you've just overcorrected. Mm. You want to value everyone's uh, opinions right. the same, right? Yeah. And you want to hear it. Yeah, you want to hear it at least. And you want to measure those opinions according to the word of God. Right. You might want to prioritize minority opinions more now because they have been underrepresented. They may they have been undervalued. So you may want to prioritize to bring it up to the point where their opinions and their their viewpoints are at least on equal footing mm-hmm. as the majority culture, but you don't want to value or you don't want to, um, you don't want our kids to believe that there's, there are cultures that are greater simply mm-hmm. because they did not do the evils that the majority culture did. Mm-hmm. I can promise you. And we, we believe in total depravity that everybody is a sinner as the word of God tells us mm-hmm. that all groups are fallen. All groups have good in them, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about even the majority culture, we have to we have to talk about like uh, during the civil rights movement how how white Northerners came down and joined forces mm-hmm. and died, you know, for the sake of of black people right. um, getting the rights that they they deserved. And right. so if if we're not if we're not having a a a holistic view of all of this. Like, they, like there's evil on every side. There's good on every side. It's important for the church to come along and, and, and give a proper biblical view of mm. these things. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So all of that, right? Yeah. I mean, I think is we, we want to uphold the truth, right? Yeah. We want to, we, we want our kids to be taught honest things about America. We want it to be, we want them to be truthful about America. Right, right, Words right. and all, all that, right? We want to be honest of that. Uh, and I and then we also want to avoid indoctrination, right? Yes. Like uh, trying to teach that America's perfect, or right. that America didn't make any mistakes, yes. or or you know flip sweep like you were talking about, swinging to the other side where all white people are evil, or you know nobody in the majority culture was trying to help minorities, like right? That that's probably that's too far, you know. And so yeah. so again, trying to trying to teach the truth, trying to uphold that, come along, correct the errors, and ultimately right point to the solution of the gospel point to the hope that we have in Christ and then help help students see how that informs everything else yeah you we're know? we're people of the truth no matter if it's you know comfortable or not yeah. right mm-hmm. and sometimes the that's word right. of god convicts us yeah. right and mm-hmm. it rebukes us right. and and that's a a good thing that's god in his love and his grace he's drawn us to to what the truth is, to what to what His will is, and and we should change in accordance to we should repent in in accordance to what His revealed truth is, and so we should not get to the point of where where we're trying to only hear the good. And it just reminds me of uh, ancient Israel when Jeremiah and Isaiah were coming to them and saying, hey, God is going to destroy this temple or God is going to destroy Israel. Like mm. their response was, you can't talk to us like that. We're, right. we're God's chosen people. Right? right. Yeah. Hey, you can't you can't say God is going to destroy the temple. You can't say, you know, God is going to, you know, mm. send us into exile. We're God's chosen people. And so if we're blinded to the truth because we want to uphold America, or we want to uphold, you know, the United States and, all, you know, um, our forefathers or whatever it is, then 
we are going to, you know, end up closing our eyes to what God is trying to tell us is the mm. truth, right? Yeah. And so as followers of Christ, we we don't want to do that. Amen. All right. So what's our uh what's our diversity resource for this week, brother? All right. So this week our diversity resource is actually the sixteen nineteen project. Yep. And as a disclaimer, we just want to say we don't agree with everything in the sixteen nineteen project, but if we are going to disagree with something, if we're going to say we don't want our kids to learn something as what's going on in a lot of our state governments, mm-hmm. we actually want to know what's in it. Right. <laughs> right. That's and so important. we want to hold on to the truth. We want to reject what what's not true. And so and we also want to know what our kids are learning in school. If you happen to be in a place where this is being taught. So yeah. it's important for us as as followers of Christ, as parents to know um what our kids are being taught or even what our kids are being, what's being withheld from our kids. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. So that leads us to crazy question, crazy question. So Kenny, what is our crazy question for today? All right, brother William. So our crazy question today is what was the biggest lie you were taught in public school? Mm, the biggest lie biggest that I lie was taught taught in public school. I'm I'm about I've mostly offended as many people as I possibly could today with the homeschooling and and public schooling and <laughs> private Christian schooling <laughs> debate. Uh, Let's do it. But more. let me. Just, so I'm just going to take it a little bit further. Right now, I'm yes. going to defend all of my um, uh, teachers of math out there. Right. I was taught in school that math was going to matter for the rest of my <laughs> life. That's what I was taught. Yes. That these yes. ridiculous, crazy Pythagoreans theo- theorem you haven't used formulas that? that I was memorizing in seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth grade that I that they were going to be important and critical and matter and I needed to know them. No, <laughs> that is not a true statement. Now, here's the thing: I think math's important. To a degree, to a certain point, to a certain point, right? Because <laughs> right. I do have like a bank account, and I don't want to spend more than I had, right? Yeah, do your taxes, all those kinds of things, right? Yes, but I, yeah, don't get me started, man. I, I'm probably not as passionate about that as you are with your Columbus <laughs> debate, but there is a part of me that I'm like, I memorized a whole bunch of stuff oh, that I have never used, right? Yes, ever again, and so right. You know, the whole meme that's like um, where the school teacher said, "You'll." it's not like you're going to walk around and have a calcu- calculator with you all the time. Yeah. And now we're all like, yeah. We, we actually, actually do. We actually do have that <laughs> with us all the time. So so that's mine. Kenny, what was your, what's the biggest lie the that biggest, you were taught? The biggest lie, uh, of course, is Columbus. Of course. Right? Christopher Columbus. So you need to go back and listen to the uh, right. the we whitewashing of history. Covered that whole episode. We spent a whole episode on just, that lie. Well, yeah, right. we spent the whole. And right. Yeah, I'm very passionate about that lie. So go back and listen to that. But just a lie by implication, right? Okay. Uh, so we were taught about like dinosaurs mm-hmm. and constellations. Like I, I was for yeah. sure that they would be more important in my life than what they, <laughs> what they actually have been. Well, you know, like we spent whole uh, units on dinosaurs yes, and constellations, dinosaurs. and so that kind of makes it even more like make me even more upset that yes. I didn't learn about like the contributions of of African Americans. Right, you, you teaching a, me about dinosaurs no, and constellations? Man, you need to know dinosaurs. <laughs> you know, I think's funny about dinosaurs. This yeah, is gonna, I'm about to show reveal some ridiculousness um we have no idea what color dinosaurs were no right i mean no idea. we 
Everything's just speculation. Right. Because we don't actually have dinosaur skin. <laughs> right. So I love to imagine that dinosaurs were like hot pink. Yes. Or like super loud neon green. <laughs> and spots. Spots. And you know. I mean, think about I mean, like le- maybe they were like leopards. Right. Or maybe they were like you a tiger. No or, you know. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So, well, we hope that has been somewhat uh, helpful for you, and uh, hope that uh, you have uh, learned something today. We thank you so much for tuning in, and we will catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.